So one reason why a launch fails is because there just isn't desire. The desire is not there. As we know as marketers, as business people, we don't really create desire. We essentially just tap into the desire that's already there. So oftentimes people, they're just selling something that the market doesn't want. This is James Schramko. James Schramko here. Welcome back to my podcast. This is episode 930. And today we're going to be breaking down a launch. And for that, I've brought along my friend, Ron Reich. Welcome back, Ron. Thank you so much, James. Always excited to be here on the podcast. Always excited to talk to you. Yeah, well, thanks for tackling this topic. Um, And today we're joined by your little dog. What's your dog's name? I have two. There's Trevor and Milo. Milo's the one who's a little bit louder. <laughs> well, welcome Trevor and Milo to the show. Uh, we get occasional guests. I've had kids make guest appearances before, so it's all good. The reason I brought you on for this topic, Ron, is I don't really tackle launches. I'm going to straight up say this is not my area of expertise. I recognized that launches were an important piece of the puzzle, especially when I started online. Guys like Jeff Walker were teaching this way back in the day, like a lot of new people to this space wouldn't even know his name, but he was pretty much responsible, if I'm going to sort of oversimplify this, from bringing some thoughts from Robert Cialdini and influence, and he turned it into how you would go about creating a launch. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people have done launches since, and I'm sure launches have happened before Jeff Walker and before the online space, right? So he's just the one that comes to mind. I was interested enough about it to learn the topic. I purchased the training. I went through it and I never really got around to implementing it in my own business for a few reasons, some of which I cover in my book, Work Less, Make More. I dedicate a chapter to all the reasons why I don't launch. However, it can't be ignored that it is really effective for some people some of the time. And for those people, there needs to be an episode. I don't cover it because I don't do it. But you are an expert at launching, my friend. You've been involved in huge launches. I remember you were running the launches for our mutual friend, Ryan Levesque. When I first met you, you were the big dog. Mm -hmm. You were the guy. I'll take it. Thank you. And I've also seen lately you've been running your own launches as well, very successfully. Because we get to work together, I've seen what goes on with the, the thought process on how you do it, the way that you execute it the results that you get. I've even dedicated today's light theming to your Hypernova launch that you've recently been doing. I'm trying to be thoughtful about it. Oh, and just a little side note. The launch that I did run was actually when I I still had a job. I was at the motor dealer. And we very successfully ran this launch over a a weekend. We sold millions of dollars worth of Mercedes-Benz motor vehicles. We topped the charge in the Australian network for sales. We generated over a thousand visits to the showroom in just two days. Everyone wanted to know what happened, but we basically did uh, at the time I followed the product launch formula and uh, and generated this amazing case study on how effective it can be. Now, I'm not going to get into all the reasons why I'm not doing it as part of my model, but I want you to get into the reasons why you are. And firstly, why don't we just talk about what is a launch or a product launch Mm -hmm. in the online space? Yeah, so really a launch, and this is a great question to start off with, and it is kind of a big misconception in the online marketing space about what is a launch. Many people, you know, there was Jeff Walker, kind of um, the OG. I work with a lot of women, like Marie Forleo, kind of, she started doing her big launches. So a lot of people, when they see Jeff Walker, they see Marie Forleo and kind of the people who came after her, they think about a launch as just being 
when somebody releases a $2,000 program once or twice a year and they get a lot of affiliates and they don't sell anything for the other you know, 10 months out of the year. And I'll say that that is one type of a launch. And if that is your business model, I would say that you're committing what I call marketing malpractice. That business model specifically works well if you are specifically Marie Forleo or Jeff Walker, maybe for those two people, maybe there's a couple more that I can't think of. So you'd classify that as a promotion, right? That's a promotion. Yeah. And some people think they're going to get into a business model where they just do one promotion a year. Exactly. Exactly. They quickly become sort of exhausted slash desperate marketers if that's the approach. Right? Yeah. Not a good business model. Exactly. Yeah. So really, to be honest, you uh, kind of got to the punchline pretty immediately. Really what I would call a launch is really just a marketing event that happens in real time with a beginning, middle, and an end. So you could call it a promotion, you could call it a campaign. And um, obviously the word that's kind of been hijacked that we use in the online marketing space is the word launch. But when somebody says launch, to me, that just means a marketing campaign, a promotion that's happening in real time. And the reason why, I, so that's really, that's the answer to what that is. And yeah, so there are these big Jeff Walker, Marie Folio type launches. And then there are you could have a quote unquote launch marketing campaign that might just be two or three emails where you're doing a flash sale or something like that. A lot of people do live webinars. So like a live webinar promotion where you're sending out some emails, you're inviting people to a special masterclass or a webinar and offering some kind of product or whatnot. That would check the box of what I would call a launch or a promotion. So the reason why I think launching is valuable is because there is something there's quite a few reasons, of course. A few of them are, there's this idea that people don't like to be sold to, but they love participating in events. So if you're able to create an event around what you're doing, like you did with Mercedes-Benz, that itself is going to allow you to you know, get more attention. That's going to allow you to make more revenue than you would otherwise. Another reason why I am really a big fan of doing some kind of what I call a promotional rhythm, a launch rhythm to your business is because you do need to be relevant and you really need to be up to the second with your content and with your kind of like the light you're flashing to the marketplace. And it's kind of like the way I would look at it is in our evergreen content, which you're so good at, James, in our kind of like regular content machine, we're flashing that light. We're flashing that light. So the way I would kind of think about it is that when you're launching, that's just like really just flashing an even bigger light to get even more attention. And so, of course, we kind of want to rhythm as we were talking about uh, recently, you know, what goes up must come down, you know, where there's darkness and light. You can't be shining at 50,000 degrees every single day. But to be doing that regularly throughout the year, that's just a great way to maximize your revenue. And then again, if I'm looking to as I make my case for this, what I would just say is just look at business, look at the most successful companies. Like if you look in the online space, all of the biggest players, they're all doing some kind of launches on a regular basis. Look at, you know, I mentioned Marie Forleo, look at Russell Brunson, look at Tony Robbins. So there's so many of the examples. One of my favorites is there's quite a few people who are teaching like evergreen marketing or don't launching and don't launch. But then when you get on their email list, they're doing live webinars, they're launching their programs and things like that. So the reason why they're doing that is because launching is the thing that works. But then if you go beyond the online marketing space, if you just look at like big media companies, like look at Disney, you know, they're always launching the next Star Wars movie, the next Marvel movie, and that leads to the next thing. Look at the video game industry. They're like better at launches than anyone. Look at Apple. They got the next iPhone coming out. So this is, people just want to, they want the latest, greatest thing. 
And the way to get that attention really is with a launch. And the final thing I'll mention here is that, you know, we know that momentum is such a powerful force in business. And there really isn't any better way to really get momentum in your business than actually creating a big marketing event, doing a launch where you're getting a lot of attention. So those are all the reasons why I believe that uh, launching should be a part of everybody's business to some extent. Okay. Well, let's, let's just a uh, quick recap there. So a launch is basically an event where you're going to bring in a lot of attention all at once. Mm-hmm. It should be part of your marketing mix, maybe not your whole business model. Correct. It's done in the online space, but also in the offline space and, the, and all other media. The big gaming companies, mm-hmm. the big movie productions, food and beverage, mm-hmm. hardware, software, they all do launches yeah. as part of their mix. For sure. And the main thing that, that you're cautioning against is if you're going to do it, make sure you're relevant. Mm-hmm. That was really an interesting one for me in the motor dealership. The challenge was the industry had been around for a long time. It was a, mm-hmm. you know, in excess of a hundred year industry. Most people are not that interested in uh, going to a car dealership. Mm-hmm. They'd rather go to a dentist and have a tooth pulled <laughs> than visit right. the scary car dealership staff. Right. So I had to come up with an, an idea or a theme or that big hook that was relevant to mm-hmm. someone to come in. So something that I did was I went to the manufacturer and I said, can I please get one of each AMG model? that you have. I want everything from a C-class through to an S65. I want one of everything. Can I borrow one of everything for a weekend? And they, mm-hmm. they said, okay, we can organize that. And uh, of course, you got to pay for the shipping. <laughs> uh, I said, that's fine. And we created an AMG event. Now, all of a sudden, it was actually pretty exciting because that's their halo model. It's like the most interesting aspirational model in the range. I'm like, hey, come and test drive any of the AMGs this weekend. And it's like, whoa, they all came out of the woodwork. So yeah, I love this. It's a part of the business model that should be considered that most companies do that if it's relevant, it's going to be something to consider. Imagine most people learn this from either buying a course on it or observing other marketers. And I imagine there's dangers in, mm-hmm. certainly dangers in just observing someone else because you only ever see the surface mm-hmm. and you don't really get to see behind the scenes. But since it's fresh in your mind, you've just done your Hypernova campaign. Mm-hmm. What's Ron's little checklist look like? <laughs> How do we actually put together a launch? What would be some of the steps that you would go through as a creator and as a business owner when you think, oh, okay, I'm going to do a launch. Got it, got it, got it. It's a great question. Um, yeah, thanks for pointing out our Hypernova campaign. Uh, great, uh, exciting happenings. I mean, you've sucked me into the, the Hypernova <laughs> campaign with you. Just your, the content rollout, just, you know, it should be noted. I love your content anyway, especially mm-hmm. your Facebook stuff. I think it's a real mm-hmm. gift of yours. Thank you. But you do things that are great. You featured other marketers who you've coached who have gone on mm-hmm. to be very successful and who publicly acknowledge you. Mm-hmm. You do a case study with a halo around them. Mm-hmm. And that's really, that you know, they can't help but share that. For sure. You pick a weakness in the market that is, you know, a prolific problem and you hit the nerve on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly when I shared that content, most of the people in my network had some sort of commentary mm-hmm. around it or yeah. were not in their head. Like you can basically penetrate layers mm-hmm. of social reach by being hyper relevant. Mm-hmm. Could have been the hyper relevant campaign. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. But let's see, what is Ron's checklist? How do you lay out a launch? So yeah, so let's start with kind of the big picture. I'll give you kind of a greatest hits. As you I used to do a ten thousand dollar three day event just on launching. So this is a big <laughs> to- this is a big topic, but sure. giving you kind of a greatest hits. So Let's start with like the three reasons why. I'll give you the three reasons why launches fail. And then, of course, the next thing will be like, let's start with doing the opposite of those types of things. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I was going to ask you at some point, you know, yeah, what, are, what are the traps to avoid or what do people get wrong? Right, or what right, misconceptions right. are there? So I'm glad you're going to yeah. cover that. You've, you've anticipated this. There we go. We're, <laughs> we're, we're in the pocket. Good stuff. So the main reason, they're all of equal importance, I would say. So one reason why a launch fails is because there just isn't desire. The desire is not there. As we know, as marketers, as business people, we don't really create desire. We essentially just tap into the desire that's already there. So oftentimes people, they're just selling something that the market doesn't want, right? So this is kind of like step one is we have to know what exactly does the market want? And this is, um, you know, if you're selling something, like if we're selling business growth to, you know, um, athletes, for example, they're not going to be interested, even if we have the greatest business growth offer in the world, right? So we have to have that, you know, what's call it in marketing terms, the message to market match, but it kind of goes beyond that because we got to get the more deeper we can get into that desire, the better off we're going to be. The second thing, the second reason why launch, a launch fails is because what we're selling, what we're launching isn't coming across as new and different and exciting. So different than what they've seen before. This is why so many people, they might have one really big launch. It's a kind of common thing. I know you've seen this. They'll launch for the first time. It does really, really well. They'll launch for the second time and they'll, they'll like not quite as good, but it'll still do good. Maybe it'll do like 80% as well. And then the third time, it's like 20% of what it was. This is a quite common thing. So like a diminishing return of launches. Exactly. They've pulled their market forward and just milked it and there's nothing left. Yeah, exactly. And the reason is, is because they haven't, typically these people, they're just launching the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. without it coming across as, again, as new and different. It's also got to be like we mentioned, relevant, timely about what's going on in the marketing, what's going on right now. So really the challenge is, and the good news is, is that um, oftentimes your core product could be the same. And it really is what um, our friend, uh, one of our inspirations, Dan Kennedy talks about the same piece of candy with a different wrapping paper. So oftentimes the marketing challenge is coming up with that better wrapping paper. So that's going to be, there's lots of different versions of that. But the big thing, kind of the thing I would focus on is, or here's kind of a a launch hack is what is going on when it comes to relevant, there's this idea of of, uh, what I call uh, emerging, converging trends. What's going on in the world right now that you can kind of tap into as a reason why now is the time to buy your program? So would you say that's newsjacking? So it's not exactly newsjacking and like the way I would think about it. It's more thinking about kind of like, Oh, let me give you an example. Please. Well, you, you did it with your launch. <laughs> you, okay. you tapped into the, you know, the scourge of things going on in the, the market that your product actually fixes, which is great. You actually leaned into your biggest strength by calling out the biggest weakness in the market. I right. thought it was yeah. brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Coming through, that means a lot. So um, the example I would give you, so yeah, talking about your industry can be really good but also talking about broader things going on in the world is good. So a really good example of this would be one of my super clients, uh, Louisa Joe. She's a very successful uh, multi-seven-figure business. And what she does is she has a program called Employee to Entrepreneur. So she shows corporate employees how to quit their jobs and really to start consulting businesses and coaching businesses and things like that. And the two kind of trends that she tapped into in her marketing material is typically we want to find a positive trend and a negative trend. So the negative trend that she was talking about, if you're, if you're a high-level corporate employee, is this idea of like, you know, your job is getting outsourced. That if you're a corporate employee, you're going to be out of a job in five years. So it's like a negative thing that's coming, kind of tapping into that fear. 
But the positive thing that's going on in the world is really the rise of the freelancer economy, the rise of the coaching industry. So therefore, if you combine those two things, right now is the perfect time to quit your corporate job and become a coach or consultant. That's kind of what we're, what we're talking about, right? you know, kind of trends going on in the world. Probably the best example that I could think of, like one of the really, I would say, legendary launches, which um, I think you did promote uh, way back in the day. There's, remember the, the Stu McLaren, his initial launch for his uh, tribe program? That's when he was talking about the recurring revolution. He was talking about how like the whole economy is changing to like a recurring revenue model. He's talking about Netflix taking Blockbuster out of business. He's talking about what is it, the Dollar Shave Club getting sold for $2 billion or whatever it was. And so therefore, right now is the time to start a membership site. So that's kind of what I'm talking about is that there's always going to be something going on in the world that you can tap into to kind of make your um, launch relevant. Now, this is just one strategy, but I would encourage anyone to do this, like this specific idea of trends. But there's other ways, of course, of making your launch come across as new and different. So for example, we've been talking about my campaign about this idea of the hypernova effect. If you haven't seen that campaign, this is really, it happens. We'll put a link to something. I mean, you've got the ronreich.com. That's R-E-I-C-H.com. Um, we'll put a link to your site and uh, I'm sure people can get in touch with you or find out more about okay, great, yeah. how you can help them if they're thinking about a launch or they're not sure if a launch is right for them or they want some tips. So I imagine you've probably got some information around yes. that. Some mere morsels from your <laughs> workshop would be handy. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, cool. Yes. So uh, yeah, more coming, more coming. But what I was getting at is that, you know, this idea of the hypernova effect really is this idea that it happens maybe once in an entrepreneur's lifetime where they'll make more revenue in a one-year period than they have in the last 10. And the point I'm getting at is not to get into go down that rabbit hole too much. The idea is like just that phraseology, like it's new and different. No one's heard, obviously I made it up, right? Like no one's like talked about this before. So this is something that people are going to like, be, they're going to pay attention to. So again, that's one of the things we need is we need to have something. So the two things that I mentioned so far, are we have to have that desire. We have to have something new and different. And the third mistake or opposite of the mistake that we need to have is, or the mistake is that we just don't have enough people. We don't have enough eyeballs to hit our revenue numbers. Like if somebody wants to do a $3 million launch and they only have 200 people on their email list, it's just like, well, typically we look for a three to 5% conversion rate for a launch list. So unless you have a million dollar product that it's going to be hard for you to hit your $3 million. That would be a super common one, wouldn't it? People starting out with virtually no list. And if I recall correctly, that was even part of the marketing from the product launch formula was you can do this with a tiny, tiny list. Yes, yes, yes. And so it would have brought in people with small lists to then try a launch and probably to varying degrees of success. There's no doubt there are some people very successful starting with no list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it also depends on what you're selling and how many you need to sell to consider it a success. Absolutely, for sure. So what you're saying is if you have a bigger database or you bring more to the table and you haven't been constantly launching the same droll thing over and over again, and you can come up with an interesting angle and you can build desire and you can actually get in front of these people, you might be sitting on a little gold mine. Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. I have this process where I show people how to make 50K in 50 days. Mm -hmm. And in that product, really what we're looking for is you want to sell 10 $5,000 programs and that's your 50K in 50 days. So when we think about it, our list doesn't need to be that big to sell 10 of something, right? Like it's not uncommon at all. If you have 500 to 1,000 active people on your email list, or let's say following you on Facebook, to find your 10 like super fans, this is something that really anyone 
can do. So you have to have a little bit of traction, but again, you know, you don't need to have tens of thousands of people on your list in order to hit some good launch numbers. Nice. Well, that's a, that's a really good indicator. And I suspect most people listening to this have got a database of a thousand people, certainly hundreds, yes, some sure. thousands. I mean, there's huge big dogs listen to this podcast who have 500,000 or a million emails, oh, which absolutely. always blows me away when I see who comments on these posts when we put them up. They'll say, oh, that was a great post with Ron or whatever. <laughs> They're sitting out there. Yeah, for sure. And if you haven't done a launch for a while, maybe this is a little prompt to mm-hmm. come up with a new angle. It seems like your formula very closely follows the sort of AIDA principle that we might have learned as marketers back in mm-hmm. the day that, you know, to get attention, mm-hmm. to build interest, to have mm-hmm. desire. And then, of course, there's the call to action. So it's good to see that, that the marketing fundamentals underpinning mm-hmm. this launch concept are, are certainly supported in other modalities. So you've come up with your big idea, and I think that probably can't be underestimated. That is just so huge. You've yeah, got your idea. Sure. Mm-hmm. You've got the means to get in front of people. What if you have a pretty moderate list? What I have seen you do is uh, you've combined social media, mm-hmm. you um, no doubt using your email mm-hmm. audience. What other things are you doing? Can you do paid campaigns? Can you have affiliates? In fact, I'm interested to know if you can even do a launch without the affiliates, if that's still something to consider, because that seems a huge component of the online market at least. Well, again, I would not agree with that completely because, again, a launch is just a real-time marketing campaign. So, for example, I mean, many other examples, but like, for example, if you, James Schramko, wanted to do a launch, you could totally, obviously, you have a very good-sized, a very captive audience. So, obviously, like, you wouldn't need affiliates to do a big-sized marketing campaign to your own audience, and it would do quite well. So, what I'm getting is, as long as your audience, and again, not everybody has the reach that you have, but anyone who has a big enough audience, which again, could just be 500 to 1,000 active people, more of course is better. You know, most of the people who I really prefer to work with to really accelerate their launches to have like multiple six-figure and seven-figure launches. Yeah. Who do you want to work with? Just while we're here, because I imagine it's part of why you'd be sharing this with us. Who's your, <laughs> sure. who's your dream client that you can get a, an amazing result with in some capacity? To be honest, anyone who has like an email list and a 5,000, 10,000 or more people, creating you know, multi-six figures and extra revenue for them is really not that difficult. And of course, if you have a really large audience, most likely like you know, tens of thousands of people, then we're getting into the kind of you know, seven multi-seven-figure launch territory. Absolutely. That's where I think your skill set, just you just plug in. You're a strategist. Yeah. You're a well-studied copywriter. You're an excellent communicator. You're amazing with your social media your emails, of course. I actually purchased books from you, Ron. Yeah, there you go. I remember I, you were selling little books and I uh, purchased um, them and they arrived to my door. Like mm-hmm. you're a master of the disciplines in the marketing, which is why I love chatting with you. Really? It's rare. You have rare skills. So what are some of the tips that you would suggest? So we've come up with the angle. We've got a bit of a database, so we're going to create mm-hmm. one through some buzz. Mm-hmm. You know, Obviously, it's a real-time campaign, so there's, there's layers to this. It, it unrolls, you know, certain things happen at certain times. What are some mm-hmm. of the key elements? Yeah, so the main kind of three stages of, uh, there's three kind of main sequences. And then again, these were initially inspired by our friend, Jeff Walker, who you mentioned. We essentially have, we have what I like to call, I enjoy calling our brainwashing sequence. This is kind of before <laughs> our official event comes. This is, this is kind of our indoctrination period where we're getting people kind of sold on our idea, sold on us, things like that. So it's the pre-selling phase. The pre-selling phase, exactly. We have our pre-selling phase, and then we have our pre-launch, our pre-launch phase, which is typically some kind of an educational event. Mm -hmm. And there's three stages of that. We want to show them opportunity. 
possibility and certainty. And you have a lot of leeway on what the event can be. Sometimes like the classic Jeff Walker three-part video series is kind of a classic example of that. We might also do it like challenges are really common. Many of my clients are having success with five-day challenges, three-day challenges, things like that. Sometimes just doing one webinar and getting everyone to a webinar, that could be your educational event. Sometimes you might do a webinar series. And there's other examples. Sometimes just a really awesome report that leads people to a phone call. That report could be your educational piece of material. That's the pre-launch period. Then once our cart opens, then we essentially have our open cart period. That's where we're open for business. The good thing about that is that that process is actually quite formulaic. During that period, like towards the beginning of the open cart, we want to show urgency, like how you got it, you know, doors are open, you got it by now. We all want to show social proof, show them case studies, things along those lines. We want to show them, you know, win them over with logic. That's why overcoming objections as part of the open cart period is important. Doing those, you know, an FAQ type email or like a Q&A where you can overcome objections. And then towards the end, of course, that's when we lean on things like, you know, basically that scarcity, that urgency, doors are closing. And that's why oftentimes people will see most of their sales happen on the last day. But the good thing, again, there, that's a pretty templated process. Your real work is going to be, it's really in that pre-launch process and coming up with your idea. That's what all the copywriters say too about a good sales letter. It's all the, the research and yeah, the finding sure. the big idea. It's like, Putting yeah. the last part where the person's putting those words on the page is just the technical fait complete. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So those are the kind of key elements. And the last thing I'll say on this is that you want to, if you're, you listening to this might be wondering, so what should I do? Should I do a three-part video? What should I do? Should I do a webinar or a webinar series? You want to be thinking about two things. You want to be thinking about what is good for you? Like what modalities are you really, really good in? Like if you're a great writer, then you might have a launch that's based on that really awesome special report, for example, or you want to be doing more posts on Facebook, like I've been doing. But if you're going to video, do video. But you also want to be looking at, at the same time, another consideration is you want to be looking at what is your audience used to. So one of our friends, John Mara, for example, from smartblogger.com, his audience is bloggers. So bloggers like to read. So it would make sense for him to have more written content as what they're consuming in his launch versus video. At the same time, so you want to think about their modalities, but you also want to be thinking about what kind of launch processes, what kind of like modalities are working in the marketplace. So like, for example, and this is where you got to kind of, there's an art and a science to it where like if everybody's doing online, like right now, online challenges are popular. So like in kind of like the coaching online marketing space. So like if everybody's doing online challenges, that's going to tell you two things. One thing it's going to tell you, well, if everybody's doing them, that means that they're working at least a little bit. So maybe I should just do it on my challenge. On the other hand, you might be thinking, well, if everybody's doing a challenge, well, maybe where everybody's zigging, it's my turn to zag. Maybe I should do something different than an online challenge. And that is, again, is where like the art of kind of deciding what your launch overall strategy should be is. Nice. So when you do the open cart, you have it for a certain time frame, and then you close the cart. Do you have a rule of thumb as how long you like to leave the cart open? So the typical rule of thumb is if you're selling a digital product, like if you're selling a digital product that doesn't require to get on sales calls, like if it's not something high end, we found that five to eight days is kind of a sweet spot. But I think five to seven days, like a solid week long open cart is pretty good. In contrast to that, if you're selling a, a higher end program that would make sense to do sales calls. I would actually recommend doing a longer open car period. Typically, I, I recommend my clients do about 10 to 14 days because you want to spend two things. With a hiring program, often people just need more time thinking about it. They need more education. 
that's one reason. And the other reason is because uh, you're going to need to like actually execute the sales calls. So if you only have a five-day window to schedule sales calls and do the sales calls, you're going to be leaving some money on the table. So that would be my answer there. And probably one of my favorite questions is going to be, I, I can't not ask this. How many emails do you send on the last day? Well, you know, if I was advising James Shramko on, <laughs> on this make-believe launch, that's not going to happen. I would say James should send one email to everyone and one more email to just his, you know, the people that have like clicked, you know. So a bit of segmentation going on. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. I'm definitely a pretty reserved, like I'm a, I'm a low hype marketer and I do releases in my business. And that's just because I'm a long game player and eventually people get there most of the time. And the hyped up buyers are the ones I don't really want. I don't want refund requests. I don't want drama and I don't want to build a team and Actually, you know, from really thinking about it, it's, I don't want to put in the effort that's required to do a launch because <laughs> I have a, a pretty low friction business model. But I am different to most people here because I'm very established. I have got a great database. I've got channels to reach people like the podcast. So it's why it's really important for me to bring on guests who can add a different flavor to what I can teach. While we're on that, what kind of team do we need to assemble and what sort of energy requirements are there for a launch? So the big thing is you really don't need, the thing that makes the most, I'll just tell you the flat out, the thing that is going to create that always, and this is true if you're going to do a mega multi seven figure launch, or if you're a solopreneur doing your own launch for the first time, the thing that takes the most time and energy is really creating the marketing material. It's creating the copy, creating the content and things like that. So really that's kind of the answer in that ideally you would have, really you can do if you're just in earlier stages, you can do everything yourself and it would make sense to learn the skill of talking to your audience. And mm. you're going to have to spend some time like writing those emails and creating your webinar outline and things along those lines. And ideally you would be doing that and you would have a VA to help you with that. And then if you're like, let's say you're more established, you're doing multiple seven fit or not multiple seven figures. And even if you're doing multiple six figures in revenue, the thing I would be looking at bringing on would be, um, and to get out like a project manager type person, because you're going to be doing that in earlier stages. And then someone to help you with the copy could be an add-on bonus if writing copy is not really your jam. Which almost everyone listened to this. I mean, that's yeah. obviously where I, I think the weakness for most people is they're prepared to do the lives and they're prepared to run the webinar and they're prepared mm -hmm. to field support, but generally their message isn't strong enough or the copy isn't right. compelling enough or the desire isn't there. They just become part of the noise in the market. Yeah, 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 for sure. These are huge insights. You know, I thank you for sharing this. I love that we're able to lift the lid on this model and see where it's at in 2022 because it's been around for a long time in the online space. Yeah, and right. Almost everyone, you know, in my catchment would have been exposed to many, many launches. Oh, and yeah. uh, some of them, you know, some of them probably wondered, you know, what are the mechanics behind the scene? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Last question from me is just a bit of launch math. Often we've seen huge numbers bandied around about what mm -hmm. a launch generated, but I don't think they're taking into account some of the real numbers. Oh. So I'd love it if you could get real with us. On what does it look like in terms of when you see a launch revenue number? What is it made up of from, you know, how much of that's cash collected versus potential installments? Is it before or after refunds and what sort of refund rate mm -hmm. might we expect? And what kind of percentages or overriders are we paying to launch managers or copywriters or additional support or server bandwidth and stuff? Like what could we potentially be left with from a total revenue as a rough ballpark? 
Okay, so I hear the question you're asking. So many factors, and I will, I will answer your specific question in a second. <laughs> but again, one of the big questions or the big uh, things we have to establish is, is this an affiliate launch or are we launching to our own existing audience? Mm. For example, if James Schramko does a launch to his own existing audience, that's going to be- There won't be affiliates. Yeah, I don't do affiliates. So. Yeah, no, it's, I know that's not going to be affiliates. Therefore- that's going to be like far more profitable, really, really profitable. It'll probably be yeah. basically as yeah. a percentage, you know, you could argue I won't get the same reach or volume and that's probably true and that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> so right. But yeah, exactly. It's less management. But yeah, but you would get your, you would be quite profitable. So we'd call that a house launch, right? Yeah, like a house launch. Yeah. A lot of the big marketers, they'll do an internal house launch first and try and pull the value out of the market and then they go and get the scraps with the other, other players. You know, that that's, that's a strategy. That is a winning strategy. And again, when you're calling house launches, there's no reason not to do some kind of a house promotion. Yeah, I think everyone should do it. You know, and, and look, occasionally I do a mild promotion or a, a release right. of something. And it, it's going to happen with the upcoming changes to my own membership. Absolutely, for sure. I will start the new one and then migrate the old one. And so there will be an, you know, there'll be for sure. a campaign around that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why, you know, this is perfect timing for me. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to ride your coattails, Con. We'll chat offline about this one out a little bit later. So again, do house campaigns on a regular basis to your people, and that's going to be very profitable for you. But to answer your other question, or your real question is, okay, if we're looking at affiliates, these big launches. So from what I've seen, when people are giving you these big launches, like they're a $5 million launch, a $10 million launch, a $3 million launch, typically what they're actually doing is they're actually doing it as a projection is the actual answer, mm. which is kind of like, I would not do this, but some people will actually, like if, if they're selling a $2,000 program and they might have a payment structure, what would be some, okay, so a million dollars, right? So 2,000, we, need, we would need to sell 500 of those at $2,000. So what somebody would do is, let's say it's a $2,000 program or a 1997 program if they pay in full. And then if they do payments, it'll be a 20% premium on that. So what some people do, honestly, a little behind the scenes is they'll actually, and let's say they make 200 sales, like pay in full sales and 300 on the payments, they would actually probably project, they would say that they did a, like a $1.2 million launch. Some people actually do do that. I think it's a little bit more honest which other people do is they'll assume that they're only going to get like a, uh, so they'll account for bad debts and yeah, which, and maybe there will be some refunds. Yeah. 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 The more hype, there'll be some refunds, right? Exactly. And so typically you could kind of, cause typically like there's that 20% bad debt. So the kind of quick math would be kind of like, well, if you make 500 sales yep. at 2000, you could say, Oh, I did a million dollar launch. Like they, they'll, I did a million dollar launch because it's kind of, it kind of would add up to that over the long term. Because the premium might cancel out with bad debts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, dance as far as affiliate commissions go, so this is where there's like the good news and bad news part, <laughs> depending on which way you look at it. Well, so, typically for these real bigger launches, obviously these numbers are going to be much, or one part of it is going to be a lot smaller. Typically, you're going to be paying about a 40% commission. And for the really bigger launches, they typically it's about 10% of your projection is going to be devoted to prizes and things like that. Yeah. So you're going to end up with about half. And then you would have team expenses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. For, again, for these bigger launches. Yep. So the good news and bad news is that if you do a million dollar launch, like a million dollar affiliate launch, you might only be connecting quote unquote only, you know, let's say, you know, four or $500,000. 
So some people might think that, well, dude, that's like, you know, well, that's not that cool when I, you know, I wish I had a million dollars. Well, if you've got affiliates and, you know, you've accessed other people's databases. That's what I was going to say. It's a marketing cost. You're buying access to people you wouldn't get access to. You're selling more than you would sell in in total. It's kind of like a retail store. You know, like if you go into a retail store and you buy an electric drill for a hundred dollars, it probably only costs like twelve dollars to make. But it's yeah, absolutely for sure. There's a margin to get it to your yeah. local stores right in front of you that it has gone through several markups and right. marketing. It's a marketing cost. Yeah, absolutely. Like the way to look at it would be like, if I tell you what the mechanism is going to be, it's like, hey, in three months you're going to get four hundred thousand dollars in extra revenue. You're going to grow your email and to get five hundred, two thousand dollars customers. I think that that grow the email part is a huge factor because for sure that gives you lots of you know future house opportunities. Uh, Absolutely, things, for sure. that, things that you could sell that may not be included in that first time yeah. you know reward. And I, I know all sorts of things that go on there, but um, the big guys are big for a reason. They've coordinated efforts to help each other to grow awareness. Basically, I think they're out getting together to get attention. No, for sure, and to harness the energy in the market. So there's certainly a place for it. I'm sure you've probably enthused some people to really give this a go, but I will say this. I think it's worth getting someone who has done this before to help you and avoid all the big pitfalls. That's why I'd say get in touch with Ron. Yes. What's the best way that we could get in touch with you if we're thinking about a launch or we want to ask you if a launch would be suitable for us or if we want to see if we can access some of your strategy or be part of your own coaching, et cetera? Yeah, I think actually the easiest thing would be just to send me an email, ron at ronreich.com. There you go. And then just uh, we can go from there. Keep it simple. Well, hopefully you're safe over there. We've had, I, I could hear his little hints of thunder. and Yeah, no, we're safe. Yeah, it's all good. And the dog's been, he's been, he's chilled out since the beginning. Oh, he's been great. Yeah. You're a dog whisperer as well. Like, I, right. I know you actually had a, have a product around that at some point. That's right. Yes. My dog training business, absolutely, for sure. There you go, Ron Reich. There's nothing this man can't do. That's right. I'll take it. It's not coming for you. This is episode 930. We're going to put up some show notes at jamesramco.com. We pretty much sort of had a discussion around what is a launch? Why would we use it? Who's it good for? What are some of the things to be aware of? What kind of results you might be able to expect and how you can get help with it? So uh, Ron Reich, legendary as always. I'll, I'll catch you in a future episode. And Right back at you. Thanks so much. Also, well done on your hypernova launch. You know, leading by example. You can't beat that. It's legit. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is James Schramko.